Thanks for joining us for the weekend edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth, J.D. gives a Mideast prophecy update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. The ABCs of the gospel seem like a simplistic way to connect with God, but Isn't that what we need? We need to simply admit that we're sinners, confess those sins, and accept Jesus as our only means of forgiveness. This truly is the simplicity of the gospel, the ABCs. Today, Pastor J.D. will share with all of us just what it means and how to be saved. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's prophecy update as shared on June 17th, 2018. Quote, I pick up the Bible in one hand, he said, and I pick up the newspaper in the other, and I read almost the same words in the newspaper as I read in the Bible. It's being fulfilled every day round about us. In the 1990s, Christopher Stroop was one such evangelical. He has now abandoned his faith, which makes me wonder if he was ever born again to begin with. Just saying. And leads a social media campaign seeking to galvanize, quote, ex-vangelicals, ex-vangelicals, with hashtags, and by the way, Fellow old people, fellow no hair, gray hair, whatever hair people, I love you. But you got to understand something. The young generation, this is where they live. This is where they live. We have no idea. You know, I heard someone say, and I'm going to have to check into it. Maybe somebody can, uh, I'm limited on time. He made this comment that we hold more technology in our phones, in our pockets, which shouldn't be there, by the way, for health reasons. But anyway, we'll put them there. We have more technology in our pockets than we as a nation did on September the 11th, 2001. Let that sink in. I I saw a, a picture on social media, and it had a... Uh, uh, a smartphone, <laughs> and then next to it was this big dinosaur camera, this big, you know, dinosaur computer, this big fax machine, this, you know, big whatever, and it was all on this desktop, and it said, all of that and more is now in here. Kind of put it into perspective. What am I saying? Here's what I'm saying. Please hear me. This is where they're living. This is where they're living. They're living in the social media world. That's where they live. 
So he's seeking to galvanize ex-evangelicals with hashtags like hashtag empty the pews. And how about this one? Hashtag rapture anxiety. Rapture anxiety. What troubled me the most about this article is that it speaks to what I'll call an antagonistic shift away from Bible prophecy. And and here's the concern. Here, here's the, the problem. I'm just again I'm 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 sharing my heart. The shift comes at a time when Bible prophecy like never before is beginning to come to pass with breakneck speed. And the enemy knows it. Jesus said the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And he's stealing especially from the hashtag generation. The blessed hope, the only hope that we and they have. I've said it before, I'll say it again. Were it not for the hope that that trumpet's going to sound and the dead in Christ will rise first and we who are alive and remain will be caught up, raptured up to meet the Lord in the air. Were it not for that hope and the anticipation of that hope, I would literally, this is not hyperbole, I would lose my mind. As the world waxes more and more evil by the day, I can't even listen to the news anymore. And even locally, I had a brother send me an article. I couldn't read it. It's, 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 it's like Paul said in our text in Ephesians, it's unthinkable. It's unspeakable what's happening to little children in this world today. At a time when the blessed hope can bring the hope for a hopeless generation and the enemy has robbed them of that. It's an exciting time to be alive, isn't it? This is the generation... There's this growing disdain for those who dare talk about the Lord's imminent return in the rapture of the church, and it's getting worse. But God. But God, as only He can, settles our troubled hearts with the much-needed reminder that this antagonistic disdain is actually yet another prophecy that's being fulfilled, which indicates just how close we are to the Lord's return. Second Peter chapter 3. Turn there and we'll bring it to an end. The Apostle Peter, verse 3, chapter 3 in his second epistle says, Above all, you must first understand that in the last days, scoffers, dare I say, hashtag scoffers, 
will come, scoffing and following their own evil desires. They will say, where is this coming, he promised. Ever since our ancestors died, everything goes on as it has since the beginning of creation. But, verse 5, they deliberately, deliberately forget that long ago, by God's word, the heavens came into being and the earth was formed out of water and by water, by these waters also, the world of that time was deluged and destroyed. By the same word, verse 7, the present heavens and earth are reserved for fire, being kept for the day of judgment and destruction of the ungodly. Listen, Judgment is coming. Judgment is coming. You'd be hard-pressed to find a church that talks about the judgment of God. He has to. He is just. He is going to judge and destroy this world. Not by a flood this time, but by fire. But, verse 8, do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Uh, By the way, uh, from uh, creation to the present, 6,000 years. Do you realize from when he created Adam and Eve, it's only been six days? No, that's trying to put it into perspective. It's been 6,000 years, but a 1,000 years for us is like one day. For the Lord, it's only been six days. That's not slow. That's not slow. Instead, listen very carefully. He is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear with a roar. The elements will be destroyed by fire. And the earth and everything done in it will be laid bare. Since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you to be? You ought to live holy and godly lives as you look forward to the day of God and speed its coming. Don't get tripped up on speeding the Lord's coming, because if you're anything like me, you're like, wait, we can speed it up? How? Because let's get the show on the road. Right? Can I get a witness here somewhere? (laughs) Yeah, good, thank you. Here's a, a thought. Again, I'm not dogmatic about this. I'm sure there are Bible scholars that have a better uh, exposition and explanation for this, but um, you know how it is that when you're busy, time goes by fast? And conversely, when you're not busy, time just drags on and on and on. I think that's what he's saying. No, no, stay with me. And think this through with me. Be busy about the things of God as you live as the people you ought to be, 
holy and godly lives looking forward to. And that'll make the time go by, fly by. That's how. There's going to be one of two responses to what I've just shared with you today. First, instead of being discouraged and disheartened by what's happening, some will respond with excitement and this expecting of his coming. However, it's the second response that I would like to talk about in closing, and it's that of the anxiety and fear. Okay, hashtag anxiety, hashtag fear. Is that better? I don't mean to be facetious. I, w- I want to be loving and honest and speak the truth in love and say that if that's your response, then I need to tell you that it may very well be an indication that you need to get right with the Lord. Maybe it's an indication that you need to come back to the Lord. Like the church of of Ephesus, 35 years after the apostle Paul wrote the epistle to the Ephesians, which we're studying through now, 35 years later, Jesus has John write a letter to the church of Ephesus who had not lost, left their first love. And they're told to do three things. To remember, repent, and repeat. Remember what it was like when Jesus was your first love? You need to repent, which means do a 180. And you need to repeat the first works. What what worked at first, when you first came to Christ, you were on fire for the Lord. You were sharing the Lord with others. You were close with the Lord. But now you've kind of wandered away. You're backslidden. The cares and the affairs of this life have sort of choked out and competed with that love that you once had for the Lord. Maybe it's a thing of loving the world and the things of the world. God is jealous for you, not of you, jealous for you. And he wants you to come home. Well, if that describes you, then maybe for some, This is a day of recommitment. Recommitting your, you know, I I got saved in 1982. Kind of backslid, went through a couple weird things in my life. In about 1986, I rededicated my life to the Lord. And I'll never forget it. It was on uh, Independence Day, which is coming up, July 4th. And I remember writing a letter to the Lord on Independence Day about my uh, independence from the world and my dependence upon him as I rededicated my life to him. 
And from that point, I never looked back. Maybe that's you today. A rededication. Maybe for others, it's not a rededication. It's salvation and a dedication of your life to Jesus Christ today. And I want to share with you, if you just give me two or three, maybe four minutes, just, okay, four minutes. What are you going to say, no? I want to share with you the gospel or the good news of salvation in Jesus Christ. First, let me answer the question of what is the gospel? The gospel is that Jesus was crucified, that he was buried, that he rose from the dead, and that he's coming back again to deliver us from the hour of tribulation that is coming upon the whole earth. That's the good news. That's the good news. The bad news is judgment's coming. God's wrath will be poured out. The good news is those in Christ will be taken out. In 1 Thessalonians 1.10, the Apostle Paul summarizes the gospel when he mentions how well he and the gospel message was received by the church there in Thessalonica, saying that they were expectantly waiting for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus, who delivers us from the wrath to come. So now the question becomes, have you received the gospel message and called upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to be saved? If not, I want to share with you the childlike, simple ABCs of salvation. The A is for admit or acknowledge that you're a sinner in need of the Savior, that you've fallen short of God's perfect standard of righteousness. In Romans 3.10 it says, As it is written, there is no one righteous, not even one. Romans 3.23 says, All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We were all born sinners, which is why we must be born again, Jesus said, to enter the kingdom of heaven. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death. This is the death penalty. This is, you could say, the bad news. The bad news is that you were born a sinner and you are under the death sentence. That's the bad news. Here's the good news. Somebody went to and paid for your death penalty in your stead. His name, Jesus the Christ. And here's the good news. He paid for it in full so that it could be freely given as the gift of God, which is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's the good news. That's the gospel. The B is for believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and that God raised him from the dead. This is Romans 10, 9 and 10. It says, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. Why is that important? Because Jesus need to, needed to resurrect from the grave in order to defeat death and pay in full the death penalty for all of mankind's sin. Without which 
It would not have been paid for in full. He had to be raised from the dead. And the C, lastly, is for call upon the name of the Lord, or if you prefer, confess with your mouth. I shared this last week. I got some interesting comments. Um, listen, <laughs> every single one of us here and every single one of you watching online, you will confess with your mouth one day. Because one day, every knee is going to bow <laughs> and every tongue is going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. You'll forgive me for the way that I say this, but more better do it now. No, more better do it now. Because, well, <laughs> use your imagination. Because at that point, it's too late. At that point, you'll be confessing with your mouth. But it won't be so that you can be saved. Which is what Romans 10, 9 and 10 also says. If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And lastly, Romans ten thirteen. All, and I always like to contrast the all in Romans ten thirteen with the all have sinned, and fallen short, all have sinned, but all who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Father in heaven, I want to say thank you, but it just seems so, it always does, it just seems so insufficient and inadequate. I mean, how can we possibly thank you? Enough. Certainly not this side of heaven. Maybe our consolation is, is that we'll have all eternity to praise you and thank you and worship you. Lord, I just want to pray for anyone here in this church or watching online that has never called upon you is not right with you, is not ready for you, that they would settle that today, right now. And Lord, for those, and you know every heart, you see the heart, we only see the outward appearance. But maybe from someone who has their heart far away from you, Lord, I, I pray that they'll come back to your open, loving arms. Lord, just minister to them that you're not angry with them. <laughs> There's no condemnation. That you love them. And you miss them. And you want them back. Pray they'll come back today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us for this special edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kariohe. Now, it's so important that you hear the purpose behind these prophecy updates that Pastor J.D. shares. 
The purpose is to see people just like you come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. When you're right with the Lord, you'll be ready for the Lord and His soon return. You can do this by first admitting you're a sinner, that you've broken God's perfect law. Second, you need to confess that there's nothing you can do to fix this. You can't attend church enough, you can't pray enough or give enough money. There's nothing you can do to atone for your sins. Third, you must realize that there is someone who can. His name is Jesus Christ, and He is the Savior of the world. He gave His own life so that you wouldn't have to experience the penalty for your sins, which is death. Please, if you're listening today, receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior and escape the realities of the prophecies that are being fulfilled all around you. For more information about what it means to be born again into the kingdom of God, log on to InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and select the New Believers option. Again, that web address is InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. Now, in the next edition of In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. will be teaching through God's Word just like he does Monday through Thursday. And then don't forget to join us next Friday and Saturday for another timely prophecy update. Until then, may God bless you and keep you in his love.